I know I got a bad reputation And it isn't just talk, talk, talk If I could only give you everything You know I haven't got Hello, you sexy cats and kinky kittens, and welcome to the 2021 inaugural episode of the Sex and Shade podcast. For the very first time, you're joining me, Mistress Elliot, pro-dom, author, nationally known educator and presenter, dungeon proprietress, and counselor and life coach with over 10 years serving the BDSM and all sexually alternative communities by my opinionated side and steering this shady ship is everyone's favorite tell-it-like-it-is host, JB, the prolific podcaster never at a loss for words. Join us as we take on all topics related to BDSM and kink, discussing who, what, how, and the why of it all. We'll be answering listener questions, discussing common kinky relationship problems and their solutions, all while taking time to throw some serious shade, spilling the tea on local and national topics just to make things more fun, and a little bit dangerous, the way BDSM was meant to be. This isn't your mama's kinky podcast. Please note, the topics discussed on this program are geared more towards those with a working knowledge of the basics regarding kink and BDSM. Some subjects may be objectionable or disturbing to some listeners. Continuing to listen to this podcast is your consent to hearing things you cannot unhear or learning about things that people do you can never forget. This sounds fun to you. Were you ready for the adventure? Stay tuned. We dare you. Hi, Mistress. How are you doing? I'm very well. And you, JB? I am doing great. I'm so excited about us talking today. Um, this is something we wanted to do for a while. A long time. Um, and what we're doing is we're going to answer questions uh, from you guys, the our lovely audience, and discuss kind of things that are happening in the kink community, uh, things give a little bit of a master class for lack of a better term on, on all things uh, kink and kink related. My uh, first wanted to talk about today why we wanted to do this. Uh, I think that we both kind of came into, me being relatively new in the community, in uh, you being uh, a seasoned vet, for lack of a better term. That's lovely. Thank you. Yes. Um, there's so much knowledge that, that I feel like you have that I can get. And if I need that knowledge, I'm sure that there are a million other people out there who need similar knowledge, whether you're brand new in the, in the community, whether you are, have been in the community for a little while, um, and or... Even someone who's been in there for 20 years, there's all things that you can learn and or grow from uh, the experience of someone else. Well, I think everybody, one of the things we can pretty, the few things we agree on in the BDSM community is that we love to talk about it. And it is just a continually evolving experience of, of self. So... I, 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 I do feel like I've collected a lot of information over the years. I could just keep warehousing these giant pieces of information, and I love to, to hand them out. Like I, it's like I have this grand collection of really beautiful figurines, and anybody and everybody I can get to come in here and look at it is like, look, look, look here, look at this, look at that, let's do that. 
So I really, I do, I share, I give. And I, d I actually really want to give that information to people if they want to hear it. And I can learn from somebody who's been here six months, and you can learn from somebody who's been here for ever. Well, and I think that, that what I can bring to the table, um, other than going into uh, any situation, regardless of being, be it, you know, kink or non-kink, having a new set of eyes in a fresh perspective can kind of change the dynamic uh, and, and help you learn new things uh, or things in a different way. Like we were talking just a, a little bit ago about question, uh, you know, a question that I'd had uh, about the, about outing someone potentially. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were like, I didn't I had think never it. ever thought of it from that direction. And so it's, it's, that's one of the reasons why I think that this would be I wanted to do was kind of talk about how we met because I think that that's such a interesting story. Um, I don't even know where you came from. <laughs> I, now that I think of it. Yeah, I would think one reason that it's good that we, we're going to try and do this too, what I think is different, that, you know, because everybody's and their mom has a podcast now and I like to talk so it's a perfect fit for me, but... I didn't have the, I need somebody else to kind of get me going, mm -hmm. somebody to do it with. If it's just left up to me and the microphone, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but any of us can all sit down and just record a conversation. When you came into the community, you were, your take is different. We're really pretty staid. As much as we complain that there is no old school BDSM left, we're still pretty old school. Very, like you said, very, very cisgendered, very hetero. And many of us are allies in other places, but there's just not that much. We don't know how to get out of this rut that is this sort of, yeah, do our gay friends. I'm like, I'm sorry, there, there really isn't much going on. And, you know, I want to invite people to the club. And they're like, yeah, I'm gay. And I'm like, that. Are there any gay guys? No. I'm sorry. And I don't know how to fix this. But you came in and you're like, bitches, I am very gay. Like, clearly gay. Can't, can't miss it. And just started asking questions right off the bat, loudly, in places where conversation was, was apparently we were dying for it. And so this has really opened up. I think this is exactly this move this community has been waiting for was somebody with your strength of character to roll in and go, let's update. Let's update the terms and conditions, yes, guys. <laughs> very much so. And that's something I could really use help with because I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I, I still am like, buck up, buttercup. If you don't like it, don't do it, sort of a person. And I need help. Well, I think that for me, I, can, I remember very clearly uh, meeting you, at, at me, you and your boys. Uh, we were at a, uh, a local function, and uh, one of our mutual friends were, was like, you have to meet uh, Mistress Elliot. And I said, okay. And I was, I see these, you know, two tall, like, giant of, giants of men with this diminutive little, like, firebrand and just as, like, looking 
regal and unbothered by anyone in the situation. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, this part, like, like, they are, but like, like, you command a space uh, in a way that it almost feels like you are, you are floating on top of the room. Except for the diminutive part, it sounds like you're describing RuPaul. <laughs> no. Which would be fine. But it was, uh, so, so here was this person, and like, you could hear whispers, because, you know, Mistress Elliot is here. And, There's always whispers. You know, and so it almost felt like I was going to meet oh God. royalty That's at some point. And, you know, we just started talking, and at first, one of your boys, I was like, I was like, okay, so that's the gay one, uh, and that's oh, yeah. the straight one. I'm talking about Anders. <laughs> I was like, that that one is that one is that's that's. I was like, so that's cute that she's got like, you know, she's got like a straight boyfriend and a gay boyfriend and a collection, you know, like a collection. And uh, we had like a brief discussion, and then we 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 immediately got into a very what would be considered controversial topic, uh, especially for the venue we were in, we were talking about, you know, being black and being gay, and uh, it was right around the time of, you know, George Floyd and and Breonna Taylor. Yeah, and it was all of right that. after. It was right after. Right after the big wave of protests. And it was, you know, I don't have any issues saying saying how I feel about these things, you know, and telling whoever is going to listen, uh, and then I left I went home and I didn't really think too much of it until we went and did the uh, the next thing was this the uh, forum uh, and oh at which I essentially ran the fucking table <laughs> had you arrived in the community just one week earlier you would have been on the board the, the you would have been on the stage <laughs> you were just so new that but so you just took your seat in the middle of the room and said, well, this, I will be the discussion panel now. Well, I think that it was, part of it was, it would feel being, one, uh, being although there were you know, plenty of people of color on stage, there was almost no people of color in the audience. Exactly. And so what I didn't want to happen was this become a, you know, kumbaya, ring around the rosy, let's all be sweet, and nothing really real happening here, um, which I'm, is what those things could easily I become. was afraid of that, and I'm so glad that, that you were there. You yeah. also, as a, a gay black man in the audience, could ask questions. I think a lot of us white folk are just like, I don't know what I can say right now that is mostly we're hearing, and rightly so, shut up. And so... I think that could have been crickets if, right. if they everybody felt kind of like I did, which was just shut your mouth and and listen. You were able to make the audience participate in a way that I think most of us with sort of just blank looks on our faces, just kind of feeling shitty. I think <laughs> I'm I, so sorry. I think I broke the glass and I said, you know, I, I don't even remember half of what I said at that point, but I know at one point... I, I said something that caused an audible gasp. Really? Yeah, like it was one of the 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 early moments, and Vicky kind of like 
because she was sitting next to me, kind of put her arm, her arm on my shoulder. And that's when I started apologizing because I was like, I am taking this motherfucker over. And I don't mean to do that, you know. But it was like, okay. And th- at that point is when people started asking, like, real questions as opposed to, you know, what can we do to help or, you know, you know things that, like, literally Google is right here, you know. And, and I didn't want it to be that. I wanted us to get to real questions with real answers and... I didn't want to waste anybody's time on that stage. And I felt like it could be a complete waste of time if, you know, someone asked the wrong, you know, asked, didn't start asking questions that mattered. Right. And that's why I think that you've been a really big wave of fresh air because we would have just, I just would have sat there and listened to what they had to say because it's important, but I don't know my place in stirring up that conversation. Which I think is interesting because in the time that we've known each other since then, uh, and we'll kind of get back into the the, the story of how we got here, um, I have not known you to shy away from any any conversation or controversy. Uh, We have had really deep in-depth discussions uh, personally I'll engage you on, a, on this level. Right. I'm, I'll be pretty fearless. But in that situation, right at that moment, it was really about just trying to be respectful and to just shut my white mouth. I just did not feel like it was... I needed to shut up and listen. Well, and, and to me, that's... Had it been a, been a, a, a forum that had, that had multiple people of you know, of color in the audience as well as on the stage. Yeah. Um, I would have felt more, it would have been more of a, now was the time to listen. But what I ha- what I saw when I walked in was there was this, there's this idea of, okay, there's all these, you know, all these white folks that are, you know, mostly cisgendered, um, mostly heter- heterosexual. We're in the middle of Pride Month. And this crazy nightmare is happening like right here and this is going to be a kumbaya we're all in love session and I that is and people are going to leave here feeling the same way that they did when they walked in and what I found was that there were uh, a couple of people afterwards who you know were like things that you said really changed my mindset on stuff these are conversations we're dying to have. We just don't have the diversity right next to us sitting here to have the conversation. Right. And we can talk about race and all that down the line, but one of my dilemmas has always been we would love to have more people of color in the community, but how is that not... I mean, if I go out and just look for black people to come over to my community, that that, that seems just as racist as excluding people from my community because of color. I think that there is and and my white guilt is like leaking out <laughs> all over everything right now. Well and interestingly enough we have a, a listener question okay. uh that kind of focuses on that. So we'll go we'll get back into that. Uh but we have uh so after the Okay put a pin in that yeah, one. Okay. After the after the forum uh, I got a message that was like, hey, you know, 
It was like a super secret message. It was so cool. It wasn't super secret. <laughs> it was like, you've been invited to, you know, this, to, to the, the event. So I came and we had another one of those same discussions. Um, and that just kind of led to you guys being like me feeling like I'm adopted into the family. And, and uh, so then one day we were talking, I have another podcast that I do. Uh, and we were talking about that, and you were like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And literally, I was like, oh, we're doing this. <laughs> and had the domain registered, everything. Which yeah, I think th there were people just doing stuff all around us, and I don't know what I was, I was doing something. Yeah. Probably poking something or beating something, and you're just like, Mr. do you want to do a podcast? And I remember just being like, yeah, that'd be great. Okay, good. There. And you're like, okay, well, now we have it registered. Look, we we've have... got the registered. We've okay. got the Twitter. We've got That's this. the person I've been looking for. And it was because I was, I, I was and am so excited for, A, what this means for our local community, uh, what this means for um, people of color in the community, um, what it means for, you know, LGBT people in the community, because I feel like there's a... There is no voice for us in the community. And having someone like me who has, you know, opinions on everything but zero knowledge and someone like you who has, you know, all of the knowledge and the opinions. I got those. We can, you know, we can come together and really create something special. And uh, I want this is another topic that I want to have uh, at some point uh, is how much fucking is involved in BDSM because I think that there are some misconceptions, uh, especially for someone like me coming out, coming into a, a world that is, that is about sex. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you see. But then you're like, it's not really, you know, there's no sex in the sex dungeon. <laughs> you know, that's the joke. No, and people still do it on the down low. Like, yeah, like why aren't you doing it right out in front? That's why we have this place. Instead, you got to rip the towel bar off the bathroom wall. Come on. Wait, did somebody rip the towel bar off the bathroom yeah, wall? Yeah, last, last year? Just... Yeah. And there's only one thing we could think of why that towel bar would be completely ripped out of the drywall. And it wasn't... Somebody was in there getting it in. Yeah. Somebody was... Maybe they were getting it in with somebody they weren't supposed to be getting it in with. Ooh. And the people do it downstairs, too, I find out often. Yeah, people do. Yeah, I, I, I walked in on... I, I was like, oh, that's none of my business. And, <laughs> you know, clearly you didn't want us to see. No, that's when you stay and watch. They could stay home. I mean, okay, I got permission. Oh, yeah. Nobody has sex in the dungeon uh, during an event because they don't want someone watching. Mm -mm. Mm. There's a room down there. There's a tiny little dungeony room they could go in and get all private in there if they really wanted to. So if they're out in the open. They're trying to get somebody to see. Watch. Got it. See. They might just be shy, but they still want to have sex in the dungeon. See, knowledge bombs. Boom. It might have been, y'all might have been like, well, duh, but. It never occurred to me someone would need to know this. See? No, they're fucking in the basement. They're fucking in the basement. They're fucking in the basement. I'm watching. I figure if everybody, you know, if, if they've gone away to do fucking, then they uh, want their privacy. I see why you come, that makes, that's, that's a sensible conclusion. Uh, 
that's going to bring us to uh, our next segment here. Uh, it's our listener questions. Our first question comes from a woman named Heidi. Uh, Hi, Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Just so you know, all names have been changed to protect the innocent and or guilty. Um, I'm a woman in my 20s, and I am relatively new to the community. In which ways can I make sure that I am talking to people who have my best interest at heart? How do I make sure that I'm playing safely, and what red flags should I look for while vetting play partners? I think, yeah. I'm so tempted to go two different directions with this, this question, but I, essentially she's asking, you know, how do I hook up, not hook up with sketchy people? Right. Right. It's the same way you avoid sketchy people in your regular life. You know, how you dated before is how you will date in the BDSM community. There's some little differences in protocol and maybe how we do it, but the, by which you pick someone is exactly the same way as if you were in a bar or in school or anything else like that. You, this is a topic that could, be, that could go for days, and there are millions of classes and podcasts, and now that everyone has a Zoom class, you can also witness any number of conversations about it. So it's not one of those lack of information sort of situations. It's, it's listen to your gut instinct. You know, there's, get on FetLife and read what people say. That's, that's how I've met both my partners were, was through correspondence. And I, I'm sad because I think people overlook that now. Not very many people correspond the way that I do. And that's, you learn so much. This person has time for you if they're willing to write. Uh, they have a brain if they can write. Um, they're interested in something other than themselves because people who just talk about themselves run out of questions really pretty quickly. And douchebags just seem to ask really douchey questions. What that thing tastes like. <laughs> Point in question. Yeah, there. So, I always say try to write. But that's an old school piece of advice that not everybody's going to give you. Um, and if you, you know, you're going to have to ask more specific questions because this one is just, this is a big chunk. Well, I also think part of it is uh, trusting your gut, asking around. Um, you know, don't be afraid to say, hey, there's this person that I'm talking to. Uh, what do you know about them? Uh, especially when it comes to uh, communities that's insulated as kind of the kink community. There tends to be six degrees of separation between people. Uh, and, you know, but also understanding that just you have to ask more than one person. Because one person's experience may not be someone else's and if you you know are like oh I'm really interested in this guy and they had a bad experience with one person you know because uh, either their personalities didn't mesh well or which is the case all the time yeah. this guy's just a jerk I, okay but does that make him a predator this is another one you know you hear like that guy's a predator you mean he's a jerk because they're they're really different like, he slept with you, and then he didn't want to talk to you anymore. That's just a jerk. Second question comes from Dave, and Dave says, Hey, guys, I've been the community, in the community for a few years, and I've had the privilege of playing in multiple dungeons in the area. With the pandemic having no end in sight, I'm really missing the community aspect of kink, and I'm tired of being in quarantine. 
I'm ready to go out and let my freak flag fly. What tips do you have so that we can get back to playing again and do it safely? Wear a mask. That's what you can do if you want to get us back to playing safely. How about that? Yeah. Now, the other, the, the larger question is, what can I do right now? No. Oh, that's it. Wear a mask. Stay home until it's done. I get, I completely get being quarantine fatigued. I think as a country, we're all tired of uh, Miss Rona. We would like her to pack her shit and leave. And being tired of it doesn't make you special at this point. I mean, right. we can all bitch about it, but we're all in the same boat. We're all boat. in the same boat. We would like her to gather her things and go, go on. But, um, and just because you have your risk profile doesn't mean that your risk profile doesn't put someone else that you care about at risk. So if you are determined to go out and let your freak flag fly, uh, recognize that you are potentially putting other people that you care about in danger. But I think at this point, we've, everybody knows that who knows that. And who believes that, believes it. The people who are going to stay home are going to stay home. And the people who think it's somehow magically not a pandemic or that it can be cured with acidophilus and bleach and are, are, are making their decisions already. You know, it sucks. I get questions from people who want to know, well, what can I'm, I'm new to the community. What can I do to, to meet people right now? And uh, the, the answer is not much. I mean, again, Fat Life is really great for what it was made to do, which was connect. Not date, connect. And you can do a lot if you get on there and actually start reading. The problem is we don't like to read. <laughs> we don't like to write anymore. But that's, it's a great source of information, and it is a great way to start getting your name seen. You know, If you write enough, in your local community discussions, people will know who you are when you show up. Also, it's about, you know, yeah, we're hypocrites if we say just stay home and do nothing because right. that hasn't been what we've done. We have the luxury of, well, you, our group has the luxury of we own a dungeon. That's a big, big luxury. Yeah. Nobody else is, you know, just happens to have that at home. And then, you know, there's a small group of our friends that we pick the people who we trust to stay safe other places. Right. So you know, make these COVID families is kind of what ours has been called. I've heard it called something else. It sounds pretty, it's a clever name too. But we, we made it this closed group. And anybody who's, we find out, one of us has been out acting stupid, they stay home. Right. You know, and, and it's, I think the difference is, you know, between us and other, other communities that have done similar things is it is we have decided a that this is a thing that we're going to do um and you know the the loop and have closed the loop but b the we're all honest enough with each other hey i did this thing or hey i was you know there was this risk or that risk and the communication lines are open so yes, I'm, we're going to stay home. Yes, we're going to do this. So we all know what's going on. I think when you get into a situation where you don't know who's going to be where, 
um, and you're walking into a situation where you don't know what the person uh, next to you or who's playing with you, what their risk profile is and what they've done, um, that's when things can get a little hairy. Uh, we have a, a person that are that's in our COVID family now that hasn't been around in months. And the reason that he hasn't been around is because with his job, he sees a bunch of people. And he said, it's not, you know, that isn't necessarily what, I don't want to bring that energy into the group. And I applaud that. You know Thank what you. I mean? Because very much so. It, well, it's self-built in, though. In our community, I don't know what, what like, vanilla people are doing right now. Be well, mo I guess they're just ignoring it and doing whatever they want Tinder. to. <laughs> Tinder. But we also have a, a community, the BDSM community has a level of accountability we require from each other anyway because what we do is, is risky. Mm -hmm. And so that's at our root already. So forming these groups, there's a tradition of forming tribes and families anyway. So it, it wasn't too hard to figure out, oh, okay, this is a small group of people I trust. Communication is, I trust you to tell me if you've been on an airplane or, you know, if your kids came home with COVID, I trust you to make the decision you're going to stay home. And, or if you don't stay home, the rest of us will say stay home. Right. And that you'll be grown up and able to, to take, to take it. that from And we know is. what everybody does for a living. Almost all of us work from home. Um, the few that don't, we don't see as often. Right. Uh, you know, there's a level of risk. There, we're not not taking a risk, just taking a more calculated risk. But either you, you're all, I mean, seriously, like I watch, watch college football. Nobody down south is just doing a damn thing about distance. They're, listen, their social distance is the distance between that beer to my mouth. Oh, my God. And, you know, if that's, if, if that is, if you're in a community like that, you know, and you decide you're okay with that, I don't have nothing for you. You know what I'm I mean? I'm not okay with that. I'm fucking sitting up here in the dark, huddling, sheltering in place <laughs> while your ass is out in the sun in Florida, drinking beer and getting all over each other. I got to stay home extra long so that these pieces of shit get to party. And I resent it. I, I resent it as well. But I think that at this point, those people are going to do what those people are going to do. Right. And so I have no, I have, I don't have anything else for you. Like if that's how you want to live your life, by all means, go ahead. And you know, if you get, if you, if Rona comes and knocks on your door and says, Hey, I'm hanging out in your lungs for six to eight months, then guess what? You, you got a new roommate. I don't know what to tell you. I know I don't want Rona at my house. So uh, our last question uh, comes from Sophia. Uh, Sophia says, uh, I'm a non-white person looking to get in the community, but everything I've seen in the community is uh, very cis uh, and white. I don't want to be seen as someone's fetish. Is there any other ways that I can find people in the community who see me as a person and not just a skin color? Um, I looked at this question and was like, this is important uh, because there is a difference between appreciation and fetishization. Sure. Um, and with my own journey being in the community, I definitely walked into, wow, there's a lot of white folks here. You know what I mean? And luckily for me, 
I'm fine with being around a bunch of white folks. Like, that's how I grew up. Yeah, you said, didn't you go to high school with almost all? I went to high school with almost all white people, so it wasn't, like, I wasn't like, oh, God. But, you know, I definitely gravitated when I did see someone, you know, who looked like me. I definitely gravitated towards, I want to get to know you more because I want to see, you know, more people who look like me in here. And I was so excited when I met, you know, like it was almost like I felt like I would needed to, like we needed to be friends because, oh my God, it's somebody else who's black or oh my God, it's somebody else who's queer or oh my God, it's somebody Wait, else. Wait, all, all black folks don't know each other? You know, listen. Oh, so, oh, that's gay guys. No, well, right? the, well the game. All black gay guys. They know each other. I'll yeah, like we have a we have monthly meetings. Um, I thought so. Yeah, like we we talk about what the agenda is going to be for the next year. As a matter of fact, our uh, yearly meeting is coming up. Uh, we are this year's theme is uh, anti-straight uh, activism. So we will be. That's right. You know, I heard this. We will be doing things like screaming. You know, straight ain't great. Uh, buys are spies. Uh, let's see. That's one of his own, by the way, that he made that one up. Yeah, I love that one. Um, oh, you'll be electing officers, I'm sure, this year, too. Yeah, this year we're going to go. You know, we've decided that, like, we, you know, with, with the new administration coming in, uh, we're going to infiltrate and, and, you know, pass laws. Queer uh, and on. Queer and on against, against straight marriage. You know, we're going <laughs> to try to get, you get know, it banished. We're going to try to get straight marriage outlawed in all 50 states. Um, you know, it's Adam and Steve, you know, not Adam and Eve. It's Bert and Ernie, not Bert and Mary J. Blige. I don't know. Things we're doing. You know, you'll, you should see. You'll see it coming. The queer agenda's coming, guys. I'm 100% kidding. Like, please don't take any of that seriously. Unless you're, like, a real QAnon believer, in which case you've just confirmed yeah. all their fears. You're welcome. <laughs> QAnon stands for queer non and... Here you go. Uh, but I think it's 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 important. Visibility is important. Uh, and well, yes. whether you really like it or not, you you have this sort of ambassadorship as being a new person to our community of color. I I don't know how you get around people seeing you as here's the person of color we've been looking for. You know. Um, it's got to be odd. I, mean, is, I feel stupid saying it. It's a little odd. Uh, luckily for for me, the group that I've you know that I've, that I've become my family um, hasn't. It has. It is not my. They celebrate my differences, but what is important is how we're the same. For some people, you're going to be to be a fetish, and none of us want that you know i would love for someone to be like i think that you're beautiful because you're who you are um you know because strip all of that off and we're still human and you know i don't like everybody i see not everybody's gonna like me you know and that's a hard thing for me because i want everybody to like me because i'm fucking awesome but you have to find people who you know who you vibe with in that way and if something happens you know, where you're getting into, you know, the sexual conversations or the sexual talk, great. Uh, when I came in the community, the first thing I wanted was to make meet people that I could have, you know, 
I can be completely open and honest with about the things that are happening in my brain and with feel and feel no guilt or shame about it. And I luckily found that. I'm sure I get on these people's nerves about my anxiety and my all kinds of other bullshit, but I can also make the dirty, nasty sexual jokes, you know, oh, yeah. and feel and we'll all get a laugh. And it's very difficult to find that in a group of people. Anywhere. Anywhere. This is one of the few places where almost anything can be said. Yeah. 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 Almost everything. Almost, goes. yeah. There's, I mean, there are lines. There are lines in every, you know, lines and boundaries in every interaction. But you can pretty much say almost anything, do almost anything, you know, and... And it's not the place for this. You can't be too sensitive. Right. Yeah. And you have to be able to work through your own feelings. And, you know, we were just talking offline about a situation uh, that I had to work through my own feelings on. Um, And, you know, it's, you have to be really, really willing and able to A, communicate, B, you know, Work through your own shit. Clearly communicate. That's the thing. Lots of people communicate, but no one's hearing what you're saying. Right. And, you know, be willing to be like, oh, no, that was the wrong person. That was not who I thought they were. And, and once you do that and once you get in, uh, you get in, and usually it just takes one person that you connect with, and that person can bring you to someone else. And someone else, that's how it happened to me, with me. I connected to Vicky, and Vicky introduced me to other people, and that's how I got into the group that I'm in. Um, so that is how it worked for me. You know, if you have any, any more thoughts on it. It's really just be authentic, whoever you are, whatever color, however you identify. Just present yourself as who you are. And if something feels wrong or you have an opinion that's different, express it. I think it's to go in with as little fear as you can. It should scare you, but you should face it because it's well worth that. It's worth the jump. Well, and I think that you said when if you have a feeling that, that or, or have an opinion, express it. You will find very quickly who your people are mm-hmm. when you express an opinion that is considered controversial because the right ones will challenge you on your opinions and will, you know, where, where you agree, you'll find those points. The wrong ones will quickly make themselves known. Well, and we're in, in the national scale of the community, we're in a really dicey place um, before you just uh, within the year before you kind of came around, we have like the, na- the national leather community has a whole network of leather contests and conventions and, and all these things that happen year-round, st- many of those organizations got, boom, exploded in the last two, three years, all over controversy, and most of it, in my opinion, having to do with somebody's not being sensitive to the current, you know, somebody didn't use the right pronouns or refused to, or somebody's decided that somebody old school in charge doesn't like trans people, you know, trans people when, and then it gets to Facebook. 
And Facebook what used to be conversations you and I could have on a couch or a local community could have with one member of the leadership who's acting out now becomes a pile-on dog pile in, on, on Facebook. I watched, we had, we had a, a leather community and a huge family we were part of called the Great Lakes Leather Alliance. It had been around 20 solid years as, as an event, even longer as far as the people who ran it and then started it all. It completely, it just, it collapsed, exploded. And people who've given their entire lives to making this something we can do out loud, something where you can actually even rent a hotel and say it's a BDSM event, those people were just scoriated, just destroyed. Yeah, can cancel culture is not a vanilla phenomenon. No, I think it's worse. Let, let's segue, because this actually is a great segue out of... So what every, all the advice I just gave people about speaking honestly and being who you are out loud and challenging people, understand that people will screw you to the wall with it. Absolutely. Um, Part of the reason we didn't take on a contest or an event, because it's been offered. Is for that very reason? I'll be the first person on the, on the wall. I mean, I'm not... Well, you don't. I'm not good at. I'm not good at politically correct. You don't shy. You don't shy away from your feelings, which is one no. of the reasons why I love having you here. Because um, the truth is easy. Yeah. The truth is the fucking truth. You know, but we got to do what we got to do. Um, but if you, if you are against mask protocols and and things like that, you tend to fall on one end of the spectrum. You tend to have one set of beliefs, um, both in your kink and your in the community and your politics. Uh, nationally and or globally whereas if you you know are like hey listen you know masks are important then you tend to fall in this side of the spectrum and you know they have these kind of political beliefs and feel this way um educated i mean i wasn't going to say it quite like that but yes oh, it's just a fact i mean it's if it's, you look at the the breakdown you know, if you, yeah, that's where the science comes. If you believe in science, you also believe in, you know, equality. That's like saying you believe in air. I don't believe in air. But science is air. You can't say I don't believe in rocks. It is. It's just there. No, you can say you don't believe in rocks. You just sound like an asshole when you do it. Yeah. <laughs> like... You can just say, you know, you can say I don't believe in, you know, that the sky... Uh, has oxygen in it and clouds are water vapor. I'm seizing. I'm seizing. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. Why do doctors wear masks in surgery if they don't do anything? Uh, because they don't want blood in their mouths? No, that's the face shield. Uh. Why did people stop dying right after surgery once they started wearing masks all 100 years ago? It's not because we need to take our acidophilus. Because they prayed to Jesus before then? Eh, maybe they had their vapors corrected. Yeah. Oh, what's it with the, the bile and the... That's what the leeches were for. Yes. Yeah. You know, you had to... The humors. Your humors, yes. The humors. Yeah, okay. I, I just had to get that out. I'm better now, so please <laughs> go on. Um, it's, but I think that, you know, when we, when we look at it in a sense of... Ye, this person feels like what they're doing is the right thing to do, and they are, you know, anyone else who disagrees with them be damned. And this person... Oh, that's me. 
feels like what they're doing is the right thing to do and anyone who feels differently be damned. There's no room to discuss or talk. And... Because you either believe it's a rock or you don't. I agree. How do we negotiate on this? This is this rock is in my hand right now. See this rock? You said, no, I don't see a rock. That's not a rock. Then what is it? I think that the way that we do, we, we get past it is say, you're like, is this a rock or is it not a rock? It is your, it is your right to believe that that is not a rock if you don't think it's a rock. But usually they, those are psychological disorders and we have names for them. True. But if I can't convince you, but here are the reasons, if I, but if we're not talking about why this is a rock, I'm never going to convince you that it's a rock. You know, if I'm, I'm never going to be able to say the things that, you know, any rational, normal person would be able to say, you know what, now, you know, looking about it upon reflection, maybe that is a group of molecules that can be considered made a rock. I hear what you're saying, but you just said molecules, which means you're most likely to believe in rocks. Yes. So the, the, the thing is, are we in a place where... I mean, if somebody tried to come up and convince you personally that, say, the Trump's agenda and the way they handled the, the virus from the beginning is the right way, was a, the best course of action, is there any part of you that's able to agree Do, in, or have your mind changed? I don't think that there's a way that they can have my mind changed based on the information that we have now and where we are. That's how convinced the other side is. But I think that I could, if given the right information and in the right context, maybe find a way to understand why that person will feel that way. That's what I was wondering. You, you're, you're looking for a way to understand, to conceive how someone can think so differently from you. Yes. Having basically all shared the same experience, the same country, the same leaders, the same everything, and come out with these absolutely two completely different conclusions. Right. That's something I struggle with. I could stay awake at night wondering. I've had to stop myself and just tell myself, people are assholes. Right, but I or think I that, will go insane. But I think that part of it is like the only way that we don't that we can a they heal some sort of division is that someone has to say, "Look, I'm willing to listen to your bullshit and take it in under advisement." And we're not willing to do that right now. And that even kind of comes and trickles itself down to some of the issues in the local community, where because you have you know, two sets of people who have two very different ways of looking at things where, you know, this person has their truth and their truth is absolute. This person has their truth and their truth is absolute. But what's happening in the middle is probably what's closer to what's actually going on. But there are so many hurt feelings from one side to the other that it's like, fuck them and everybody that live in their house. Which, believe me, I am very much on a fuck them and everybody that live in their house train. But I also understand that, like, it's... If we want to just go to our separate corners and go home, fine. But... Well, we've ta certainly talked about that. This is the way, it, even within the kink community, 
the people to find out these things about people we we do really intimate things with in front of and in their their spaces to find out they think so fundamentally differently than I do it has not just been a surprise it feels like a betrayal yes I feel like if I really let myself go down this path I, I feel fooled I trusted someone who I did not know. I mean, in a way, we've been really naive. It snuck up on me. I have been shocked to see the BDSM community divide itself this hard. I had no idea there was one so many conservatives lurking about. I wasn't shocked by that. Uh, and a part of the reason that I wasn't shocked by the amount of conservatives uh, is A, you will be surprised how people, how many people will vote against their own best interests. That I know. Um, but that, to me, has always come down to being uneducated on the, on the information. You don't understand. Mm -hmm. When you vote for the tax bill because it shouts they're giving you 10% of your money back this year, but they're actually taking 25% of it in the next It's because you're uninformed. That's a nicer way to say it. I was going to say you're just dumb, but you're uninformed and I think you want to stay that way. That's where I think my rage comes in at these people. It's not because you don't know. It's that the information is available and you don't want to know it. Well, part of that is because you, we have trained and, and I don't blame the media for a lot because there is information out there that literally your good sis Google will give you. But the the media what i will blame is the media has trained us to be in our bubble and you listen to the people that that that, that inform your ideas mm. and mm -hmm. reinforce what you feel like is tr your well, truth ever since the internet showed yeah. up you were able to now self-select who and and who you listen to what you see every day you open your computer computer you ch you've now chosen you used to, you just went to the office, and who you worked with is who you worked with. Right. And you had exposure to people who didn't agree. But we weren't nearly as divided. Yeah, and so it's... And figuring out how to heal, A, somebody, someone has to give. And unfortunately, neither party or neither group wants to give. Because there's so, so, some of us have... Fund, are fundamentally where, especially when you're talking about marginalized communities and, you know, which to me, I feel like the kink community is in itself a marginalized community. If you don't think we are, then you shouldn't be here because we're the, the, everybody thinks kink is now this thing that they could just do and it, there's movies about it, so they're 50 not. Fifty Shades of Bullshit. It is. <laughs> it's Fifty Shades of, yeah, your kids are going to be gone tomorrow because somebody called on you. That's a whole, let's put a pin in that because that's, yeah. that's a passion of mine. And the younger generations coming in just so cavalier about it. But I think that, that you know, for those of us who this, who are uh, marginalized, be it racially, sexual, you know, sexuality, there is something fundamental in being like, in, in saying, you know, I'm willing to give X. Because for me, I'm going to be honest, I'm like, I've given enough. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> I have given enough, you know, I don't want to give another motherfucking thing, but 
at the same time, if I don't say, hey, I'm willing to listen to what you have to say, then we're not getting anywhere. Right, if, I guess if you want to defuse any, like, hostage or terrorist situation, you have to negotiate with the terrorist. Right, and what's, what I think is interesting in the, the BDSM community um, is we talk about negotiation as a thing that is like, this is what you do. And yet here we are in a situation where you have two parties who are not willing to negotiate, you know, and they're not willing to have the like as our as our in our like kink community. Yeah, yeah. That they're not willing to negotiate and say, "Hey, here's what I need from you," or "B, here's what you need from me." And then what happens is now that people have you know they've dug in to their their walls, then the goon squads come out, and you know. From both sides. And it seems like there's a lot more of them than there actually are, too. Yeah. I think online makes it look big. Like, oh, my God, it's huge. And you can afford to be so mean online, whereas if we had to meet face-to-face, -face, which none of us will do because none of them are wearing masks anywhere they go, <laughs> if you met face-to-face, -face, you would, that, that conversation you would, that you would It would be a different conversation, or it would be fist fight. Either one of those I prefer. Listen, there are some people. Over internet. There are some people in the community Beach that I have no problem saying it's on site and I mean it. We hurt people for fun. Don't you know don't I mean? don't push it. It's 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 <laughs> an on site situation and I won't say no names because I'm not giving you no clout. You know what I mean? I would love to have a such a have a conversation where that person or those people would come on. I would love to find somebody who could have the conversation uh, intelligently and calmly. And disagree. You know, I'd like to find somebody who disagrees with me. Yeah. Like... Who could do it. I, I mean, I'd have to keep a close watch on myself. I'm not saying that. We'd want a moderator in the room. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, as a matter of airing this out, because I think that what, what I'm afraid of is that there is a crack in the community that will never be healed. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, for me, the reason that, that, that for me that that is a, I would see that as a negative is because I have, there is a, there is a bit of a soft spot for that venue in my heart. I wouldn't be here. You and a lot, a lot, a lot of people feel right. the same. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that venue. And I recognize that. And. But see, I don't necessarily believe that's true. You think I would have, we would have found it? Eventually. Absolutely. Kink has existed way longer than anybody has been renting 20,000 square foot buildings for people to do it in. Just like right now, just because we own this little dungeon, so we've had the luxury of being able to still play during the COVID. There are, I know there are little friend groups right now all over the place, all over the city, who meet in each other's basements. You, how many people do you know who have been building dungeons somewhere in their house? I know quite a few people who have been doing it. That's the way it's always been. It was only that way up until probably the last 20, 30 years. I'm sure there were places before that, but only in really big cities, Berlin, San Francisco, New York. That, this is normal. You know, so I don't feel quite the same nostalgia as, as some people do. I think when you're new and you don't yet know all the history of BDSM, 
then it's because yeah. it's a revelation when you walk in those doors. Exactly. I remember the feeling that I felt the first time I walked into the old place. Um, not necessarily the new place, but the old place. And feeling like it felt like this is a place I could spend a lot of time and, you know, really get my feet wet and enjoy, you know, like people. And so... Well, ask any of us who've been here a long time about the dungeon that existed before. We have these nostalgic, weepy moments about the first time we went there, or it became our home, so when it closed and what opened wasn't the same. Well, it just didn't feel just right. Didn't feel right. That's just not. That's just not right. Well, and I think that we. But kink is in the people. It's not in a place. I, I think that's that's. I agree with you, uh, and, but I think the only thing that I, I pushed back on is, I would have never known, to where to look, to find it, if I didn't have, a there wasn't a centralized. No, that was the end. So it made it easy. But but there is a there's a whole they they're not very loud right now about it. They keep it pretty quiet. But there's a whole faction of people who believe that you would be somebody who shouldn't be here. Yes, I've heard that. It's too easy. And and you know, I, and I've said maybe there's some truth to that because I don't because. I don't know enough, and I don't know enough about, you know, hey, I didn't know this was a thing that could exist. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, and so it was like, okay, you know, cool. I found out, hey, this is a thing. I would like to see what more of this thing is, you know, and I didn't have to do a lot of work. I tell people all the time, I lucked out getting in the group that I got into. This is not how it normally goes. <laughs> But I think that there should, where there is a price to pay for inclusion, um, we all want at the same time to find connection points. Yeah. And being able to go into a place where you know um, that there is a connection point between everybody in the room uh, makes makes you feel, makes that sense of community. Um, and maybe flip that back to the original start of this conversation was, how are we so polarized? What we thought we shared was a real commitment to things like truth, science. BDSM is about science. I mean, this, it's, we geek out on it because there are facts. It's psychology. And, 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 and stuff is cool. And, and, you know, fire does this and fire does that based on real scientific principles. And if you learn those, you can do really cool stuff with it. We thought we were also um, really on the forefront of consent, which means not exposing people to stuff that they didn't ask to be exposed to. That Preach. counts whether or not, you know, you're you're wearing a a thong and a spiked collar at Walgreens on a chain. Is that non-consensual to the other people in the room? I don't know. That's the kind of things we like to discuss. And then COVID comes and we were all, I thought, you know, most of us would be like, if you're about consent, if you're about taking care of, you know, other people around you, protecting people from stuff that they don't want, then how could we not all agree on how we're going to handle the virus? 
that's your split, I think. I think that I, what, what I have been saying uh, is COVID was the symptom yeah. and not the disease. Yes, I think you're right. Um, COVID was the, the, the straw that broke. Was, we were able to have a, a, a loose connection of threads and then COVID happened and it was just that one thing that ripped through it all. Which flips right back to where we were, which is, and this one we will put a pin in. We will put a pin in. See, that ding tells me it's time to wrap it up. Yep. We will put a pin in it because a really big conversation I am excited to have is, are there too many of us under the kink tent? I think yes. we have opened up the side flaps personally and let anybody, you're weird, we'll take you. And it, it's not necessarily that to me. Okay. I also think kink's not necessarily BDSM. BDSM is not just kink. Yeah, let's stick a pin so in that why, conversation. So why are we here? Okay, so cool. That was it. We do have normally, we would normally have one more segment, but we're going to forego that segment for tonight. We talked too long. Because we talked, we had a really good discussion. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, mistress, thank you for such a wonderful, wonderful time. You're so. going to get tired of me. I'm not going to get tired of you uh, mm -hmm. at all. Please let us know what you think about today's episode. Listener feedback is important, and we want to talk about what you want to hear. We also want to hear the tea you have to spill. If you've got shade to share, send it our way. We can't make this stuff up, and if you keep us in the know, we won't ever have to. Besides, why would we? Real life is always stranger than fiction. Contributors are always kept anonymous. You can contact JB and me both at Sex and Shade Pod. That's Sex and Shade Pod, all one word, on all social media platforms. Simply Google Sex and Shade Pod, that's Pod, P O D, all one word. And you'll find us first on the list. You'll also be able to connect to JB's entire Kansas City Alternative Podcast Collective, host to his popular KC Caffeine Podcast, and a variety of podcasts coming this spring. If you'd like to submit a question to be answered during our listener advice segment, use our Sex and Shade Pod contact or send your questions directly to me, Mistress Elliot on FetLife.com. You can find me there under the username Mistress Elliot, no space. Mistress Elliot, all one word. Elliot is two L's and one T. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks again for listening to the Sex and Shade podcast. Until next time, stay shady and sexy. If you're nasty.
Je dors. 